the working class is moving out and the newer generations coming in and taking their place and what they know and what they want to invest in and how they want the world to be run is a lot of these technologies that are kind of breaking through the surface right now. You're listening to the Expertish podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? All right, welcome to this episode of Expertist Podcast. And today we have for the third time, or it's really the fourth, but three and a quarter, because uh, he was part of Roundtable before, but Ryan Bresnick, how's it going? Yeah, round me up to four. This is my fourth uh, appearance. I uh, want it. I want all right, it let's do it. We're giving you full credit, man. Full credit. Appreciate so, that. And it's been a little while. You did the last one right before you went off to school, right? Yeah, we did the round table. I think it was uh, over the summer. Mm-hmm. And then I headed out. I departed beautiful San Diego. And now I'm living up here in frigid Chicago. It was one degree out this morning. So we're, we're loving that. Don't get to walk outside in my flip-flops and shorts anymore. Hey, somebody's got to do it, man. Eh, doesn't have to be me though. For too much later. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But um, we've talked before, and when you decided to take this spot, you know, we, well, we talked but outside of obviously podcast, but even on the podcast, we we're talking about how there's so many opportunities with the you know military does have opportunities if you seek them out. Doesn't always happen the way that you want it to, but there's still a lot of opportunities, and you got to take the best you can. And I want to hear a little bit about how this one's shaping up that you've jumped on. Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of recap, I guess the the last two times you and I talked, my whole big thing has been take advantage of opportunities that you're presented with and not only the ones that you're presented with, but seek out things that are out there and you just need to do a little bit of research or your own investigation to make those opportunities reality for you. Uh, Mine had been uh, this grad school venture. I think the first time we talked about it was probably like a week or two after, well, a few months after I decided that I was doing it. Uh, I submitted all my applications to the Navy board. Uh, about a year later, when we talked, I did get accepted uh, for the fleet scholar education program. So I get to go to grad school on the Navy's dollar. And then I think the third time I had recently found out that I got it admitted or accepted to uh, the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. So uh, for the last, I just finished my first quarter, uh, fall quarter, and I start uh, winter quarter here the next week. So, man, it, it flies by. And I know you said you want to hear a little bit about it, and I'm sure we'll dive into it. But when I sit down and I kind of reflect on what got me here is me just stepping back, looking at my options, and then doing the due diligence to dive into and put the work into, I mean, hours of studying for tests, applications, you know, different essays, uh, talking to people who had been there. Like there's just this whole thing, but I, I couldn't be happier with the position I am in because it's led to some really cool opportunities that we'll talk about here over the next, you know, 30 minutes or so. But that's so translatable to a lot of aspects of your life. If you want to get into something, whether it's investing in real estate, like we often talk about, or just a different track, like any type of exploration, you have to put the work in and these doors do open for you as you go along. Yeah. Backing it up to to the beginning of when we start talking about this, it reminded me because sometimes I lose track of the timing and and things like that too. And you know, we've had many conversations outside obviously outside of um the podcast. So we talked a lot about these different ideas and stuff. Gosh, the first year or two that I knew you before we ever did a podcast, 
but it just kind of took me all the way back. I was like, crap, man, that's right. Cause you were like, you know, the original podcast, you know, that's and, the first one, yeah. yeah. And thinking back then it just the correlation to kind of to investing or anything that you're doing, it's that first step about it because now that just thinking back when you were talking, like, yeah, I remember you talking about what you're looking into, trying to check those opportunities. And then, you know, when you did deploy, you did apply and you, you know, you, you followed through with those things, but it's just like an investing in everything else, what you are, you're investing in yourself, right? Now, looking back timeline wise, if somebody were going back and listening, if somebody were listening to these straight through, it's like, wait, Ryan was talking about this. Ryan narrowed it down a little bit more than he took action. And then he came back and it's like, okay, cool. Now he's going to school. Now you're in this school. And it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see that timeline go. And it's the same people sometimes are like worried about how long something takes or what the return will be, but the returns, nothing, if you don't take a step, you know? Yeah, it it is cool. Now, Now that I think about it a little bit, these, these podcasts do line up with like some pretty crucial timeline like segments as it goes, I could almost listen to each of our, our podcasts and, and think about where I was during those times and nothing's coming like one big step. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's accomplishments, there's successes. Like when you find out you get accepted for a program that you applied for, like that's a, that's a milestone per se, but there's so many little steps that you have to take in order to get where you want to go long-term. Mm-hmm. And then you can look back three years later and be like, wow, you know, I, I moved a long way uh, during that time. And I can't say that just this grad school piece has manifested into anything tangible yet, but it is about investing in yourself. I'm, I have access to, you know, people who are like-minded now. I have a great education on, you know, topics that I'm interested in. I, I obviously want to get into business when I'm done with the military. And, and this is kind of laying the foundation for that right now. So, yeah. And then other things we've talked about on the podcast too, is as far as like following through, like, Hey, I want to invest in this you know, I want to do hard money lending. I was talking to you like, Hey, what can I do for six months with money? Like seeing that come to fruition as I invested, saw the returns, you know, build some additional capital. So then you and I can then go close on that big project, mm-hmm. uh, over the summer. And, and, you know, right before we hit record on this, we were talking about, um, some of the mechanics of that and we just small steps worked our way yeah. through getting that project done to the point where it's like, it's, it's almost on like, fire and forget. We put the work into the point where we have systems in place that can kind of carry them through. And now we're talking about the next one. So yeah, yeah it's cool to reflect on all that, but also in like a bigger picture, see how translated that is to so many different aspects of your life. Right. Well, part of that too, you were talking about some of the connections you're making there in business school that, you know, Hey, maybe not tangible results from even that yet, but there will be. And it kind of comes even with the project that we're talking about that we did together. It wasn't just us combining like real estate experience or investing experience in cash, right? That really wasn't it. To make it really successful, it also came into the network, right? Both of our network, you know, multiple, you know, multiple networks really on how to, uh, you know, have the connections to get certain pieces done with less cost. And then not just that, but also how to set up this revolving door of those tenants, which came from, you know, your network that you like, Hey, I've got these people and I get this and we offset them. And now it's like the network can't be overlooked. Oh, that's a huge aspect of it. I mean, like you said, it's not just putting two people together and being like, make this happen. There's a huge element of trust to, am I working with the right person? And you have to build that trust over time. So we had that from a friendship and also working business together. And then you brought in a a reliable lender for the solar installation. We had a a shared connection there that we utilized and you had worked within previous projects from the contractors you brought in to make things get done on time 
to be cost efficient, to see the vision that we wanted to put into it so we could take it down on the pretty tight timeline. I mean, we closed in about less than 30 days and then we had some pretty serious renovations going down uh, by the time that they were, the renters were coming in a, a month later. So like, I mean, that timeline is huge for a duplex that we were working on. So yeah, it, you know, it, it's more than putting two people in a room together and be like, make magic happen. You have to combine those networks and the experience of everyone involved. And that's, I would say, one of the things that I wish I would have paid more attention to or knew the importance of when I was still in, you know, I definitely feel like I have a good network, but it's through just, you know, working hard with people there. And it's like that natural organic network. But I think if I would have known or foreseen like the importance necessary on the afterlife, if you will, that I would have paid more attention outside of my more immediate network, you know, the people that I enjoyed being with and I worked with on the time, you know, all the time and that little sphere to kind of branch out more to some of the other areas and just meet some of the cool people there, because so many awesome people. And I probably didn't put as much deliberation or de- just deliberate effort into growing the network in a deliberate way, but Hey, you know, never too late. Now we're just zipping through yeah, it. <laughs> that kind of like, that kind of sparks an I not an idea, but like a thought on, I agree that I think you should be deliberate in like the actions you're taking when you, when you're trying to build your network, like you reach out to people that you think share similar values or ideas and like have, have deliberate conversations. But a lot of this is like, who, who are you in contact with? Like, who are you already working with that is kind of outside of your control? If you are trying to set yourself up down the line to do something more than you're currently doing, don't have like a, don't be hesitant to have conversations about the future with other people. Right. See where right. their head's at because you're never really going to realize the potential of the, pe- the network you already have until sure. you start picking their brain and they pick yours. And I guess I'll tease it a little bit now, but you know, I'm starting this, this new project that I'm really excited about. It's something I've been looking at for the last, say, three or four months. And I've always wanted to like start a business, start a company and, and try that. And I have the time now that I'm in business school to, to really invest in a side project. But tying that back to I, one of my best friends is someone who I'm starting this project with. And it's because we've had those deliberate conversations over the years about topics that we're both interested in and business and investing. And this one's specifically tied to like, crypto and, and the metaverse and, you know, some blockchain technologies, but I only know that about him and know that he's like a trusted uh, source in that because right. for the last five years of just our friendship, we weren't hesitant to have those real world conversations. You know, it wasn't right. just, Hey, do you want to go to the beach? Do you guys want to go out for dinner tonight type of stuff? Yeah. So when you find that connection with another individual and I, you know, I found that with you and real estate. And that is how you deliberately grow your network by actively engaging in conversations because whether you realize it or not, you're, you're vetting, you know, people around you and not like, even if they're not interested in what you're interested in, that's okay. They're still your friends. It's just, maybe that's not the person that you start a business with. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are going to be that your common interest is the beach and having dinner and stuff, you know, but but it doesn't have to stop there. Yeah, hundred percent agree. When I look back, there's just probably missed opportunities to broaden my scope of knowledge because even outside of that sphere, that military sphere of like the people that you do talk about the things you are interested in, I wish I would have taken more time to just talk to people or who had that, uh, you know, kind of crazy interest in things that maybe I wasn't interested in yet, but mm-hmm. could have exposed me to it. Do you know what I mean? Like just so that would have broadened that. I feel like I I always feel like I'm pretty open to most things, 
but now looking back and you can do this with anything in your life, right? And you look back and man, I could have really maximized that potential a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I don't do it to, to kick yourself or, you know, I don't do it to kick myself in the butt or anything. I just do it to make sure that I don't miss those opportunities again, that I keep my eyes open and that I pay attention to the people around me that are doing cool stuff, whether I'll understand it, whether it's something I'll get involved in, but it doesn't hurt to be interested and learn from them, you know? Yeah. Kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning where like, do the due diligence, right? Like have the conversation or, or Google it and, you know, spend a few hours of your day that might've otherwise been wasted to at least, at least identify that this is something right for me or it's not. And then, and then, you know, right. It's never right. like a question mark. So you can't we have to, like for a great example. And I know so many people use the example, like, Hey, I knew about Bitcoin and, you know, I was first introduced in 2013, 2014 in an economics class I had, Yeah, wish I would have invested then wish I would have invested more later. Mm-hmm. Like all, all you can always have those call it regrets or, or whatever, but right. at least if you're looking into it, when you hear about something, you can make an informed decision from yeah. there. So then when you do look back, you're like, well, it wasn't right for me at the time. Not that I just, right. you know, was lazy type of thing. Right. So that's true too. At the, the round table podcast we did with yeah. Eric and Jared, uh, you know, you were talking about having someone handling your, your investments. Right. And you were talking about, as you realize, like, Hey, I should be learning more and taking care of my own investments. Cause I'll take care of it better myself. And to me, that's the same thing where it's like, Hey, there comes a point. Sure. That's great. But until then, the answer isn't not to invest, right? So yeah. yeah, someone handles your investments and if they're making a decent return and they're doing okay, cool. You're not really, you're not losing, but then when the time's right and you have the bandwidth to, you know, do that research, take it on. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. But that doesn't mean don't do it if you can't do it a hundred percent. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up. I haven't, I haven't thought about that, like the timing of that, but what that conversation sparked motivated me to do. Cause I do find that the more, like if I talk about something and I yeah. put something out there to my exactly. friends and family that I trust, I'm forced to act on it because I feel like my name is now on that. Right. And not like I have a, a brand or anyone's holding my feet to the fire on, on comments like that, but you do want to be the type of person or I want to be the type of person that, you know, is what I say I'm going to be. Right. So I'm going to put my money in a self-directed IRA mm-hmm. and following that meeting, I did that, which was awesome because of the timing. I got involved in a syndication uh, with White Feather Investments in Florida, but I was able to take, you know, the money that I had stashed, and we had talked mm-hmm. about that on that podcast. But basically, put that into a syndication, mm-hmm. making much better returns, not paying fees to, you know, someone who uh, a job that I can do. Right. And because I took action, I mean, it's great that the timing worked out, and I was able to, you know, invest my savings in that. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's just another example of like the opportunities that are presented to you when you do start to take action. Yeah, no, it is. And that's, and that's awesome. I love that too. Cause it is taking control of your, you know, what you're, mm-hmm. what you're working it with. So many more what, options. It is. I, I've actually tried to be diligent about like, uh, you know, the people uh, that, that I know that are kind of on that borderline of like ready to, they're not ready to make a huge investments, but they're ready to start learning. Mm-hmm. So I've trying to, I've been connecting those with some of the, you know, people that I trust that like if there's an opportunity instead of me taking all of them or like, you know, people that are already doing it, if there's opportunities for them to do like smaller, hard money stuff, like someone needs like, Hey, I, I'm going to furnish this property for an Airbnb I need, but you know, I've tapped out for whatever else so that mm-hmm. I can get them a loan from say 
another friend of mine for eight, 10% or something like that. This person then gets the bug of like, Oh crap, wait, I just made a couple thousand dollars off of a month of just throwing some money at something to, for that comes right back. And uh, this person gets to get their business, you know, their short-term rental up and right. That's just one example, you know, there's a ton of examples, but it really, it almost sometimes only takes something so simple for people not to necessarily jump straight to this huge investment, but just enough to get their feet wet to go, okay, wait, I see. So yeah. instead of the sitting here, I use it, I get some money and then I use that and I get some money and it just starts the ball rolling, which I think yeah, is awesome. It's, it's like an aha moment, you know, as soon as you have that, like, wait, I can, just give someone money and and then it's returned to me with interest. Like it's yeah. that easy. Yeah. That's the concept that banks are on. It's that easy. That's an right. investment banking without all the, the modeling and the crazies that go into it. Like mm-hmm. it, it can be that simple. Um, you know, it's in that scenario, there's a higher degree of trust because you yeah. connect oh, two sure. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you just go and become a, you know, hard money lender and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. To anyone, but especially yeah. without, you know, without like putting a note on their house and stuff like that, but, but, you know, <laughs> totally different ball game, but we're talking kind of the small stuff, but yeah, yes. no, exactly. Yes. Just get people, gets people motivated. And, uh, same with, you can do the same thing from your self-directed RA, right. You know, mm-hmm. like you got the cash there. Cool. You can write notes and we'll promise you, you know, get some interest, throw it back yeah. in there and just keep building. Yeah. Earlier, I had said that the the relationships that I met hadn't turned into anything tangible yet, but in a way, it kind of has. And I'll I'll explain. So I'm going to try to keep this story short because I think I can get along a little long winded with it. So good. So at school, uh, there's a lot of clubs, groups that you can join. Student student led groups. Um, the one, obviously, there's an entrepreneurial one that I'm in. Uh, in there's a real estate group that I'm in. And they bring in speakers. So there's like a speaker series of professionals in the industry. Um, They do modeling classes. They do case competitions. So with different business schools around the country, uh, there's just a lot of, you know, really good exposure that comes from it. But one of the things that they do every year is they do a real estate trek to uh, New York City. So for over two days, we, we went to New York and we met with seven or eight different real estate development firms, big ones like Blackstone, BlackRock, Heinz, all the major players in, in commercial real estate. And we got to sit down with you know executives or recent business school graduates and pick their brain on projects they were doing and really see what the industry was like. And that was huge for me coming from you know a military background, not having exposure to what corporate real estate looks like, just right, you know, investing on my own and 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 you know, single family homes and multifamily properties. Um, but this is obviously a different level, right? This is yeah. industry. And I am getting long winded. Like I said, it wouldn't. Nope, nope. So what ended up happening is through the real estate group, I had an kind of like an interview, but more of like a social event with uh, related related is a real estate development firm based out of New York, uh, but they have an office here in Chicago. And I met with a recruiter. Uh, we had a good conversation, made some good impressions. I followed up with her and said, Hey, I'll be in New York for this real estate trip. Um, I sent her my resume. She forwarded my resume to um, the COO of Related, who happens to be a Naval Academy grad, Marine Corps officer. And he came to coffee when I met up with her. We kind of hit it off. You know, we knew we had a shared experience, obviously, but also knew some of the same people. Guys that he had graduated with were friends with my previous COs. So we, it's like this awesome conversation just sparked up. He invited me back to the offices later that day. Uh, we went out for a few drinks that night before I flew home. 
And from that has turned into an awesome relationship where he's introduced me to CEOs and owners of real estate development firms all over the Chicago, which is access I would just not have doing any of this on my own. So I'm getting a really awesome inside look at what, you know, corporate real estate is doing. Um, But it's also setting me up for an internship this summer. So I'll be kind of working with him or for him. He's primarily based out of New York, but they have an office in Chicago that I'll be working through. And none of that would have happened. I mean, obviously there's a Naval Academy connection there, but there's a military connection and it's, it kind of falls back in line with like, all I did was join this group because it's something I was interested in, signed up for the right events. I presented myself appropriately when the time came and it it did, you know, it has manifested into opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise have like, you know, six months ago, no idea that this is kind of where I'd be on my real estate career path, you know, now. So I guess a lot of way that that story kind of just encapsulates some of the things we've talking about from looking into opportunities, Mm -hmm. following through, having conversations with people and finding out what's right for you. You don't always know which ones are, and I don't think you can go into everything of like, what's in it for me. You know, a lot of those relationships too, like you meet cool people that if it doesn't turn into business, it doesn't turn into an opportunity what's the worst that's happened? You've met a cool person that has other views and perspectives and things to share. So it's still a win. And if you go around looking for a, you know, no relationship can be, you know, there has to be some tangible benefit to you for any relationship and you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. This one guy I sat down with, um, he's a senior acquisitions officer for a, a really large pension fund. So they, they buy up commercial uh, real estate and invest in that obviously. But not that it, like awesome guy to talk to. He actually invests in the Navy SEAL Foundation and like runs different programs for them. But we're going to run the Chicago Marathon uh, with him next October. So like nice. that might never never be anything more than just like a cool friendship person that you get to know. He's obviously a person I can rely on for advice should I need it down the road. But yeah, I'm not not looking to uh, exploit relationships and anything more than you know, what they are. And he's a guy that likes to work out and, you know, I've never right. done a marathon. So this is what we're doing. God bless you, man. <laughs> yeah. It does not sound fun to me. Brother. <laughs> yeah. I won't start training until it gets a little warmer, but I'll let you know how it goes. I, I joke, um, you know, running, you know, it's okay for me sometimes, you know, like if I don't have to do it on the daily, it's cool. But yeah. uh, someone was talking to me uh, not long ago and I probably mentioned this before, this happens to me probably like every six months. I was like, oh dude, like you should, uh, we should start swimming, you know? And they just think I love, you know, love yeah. to swim. Like, like, no, like, I don't want to get back in the water. Yeah. The day I retired, I is my last, I, I, my last, my last swimming lap was uh, way, way before that. So yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying say it though, but no, that's the last time we talked, you had a pull-up competition going on. I don't think I ever followed through with how that went. Oh, dude, man. Well, so uh, one in win and lost one in lost, I don't know how you'd say it. Like basically lost. I didn't hit my 50. I I knew that that was like impossible, but yeah, Yeah. it it was like, I knew that was going to happen. Um, even if I had been in better shape when I started, that wouldn't have happened. So I, what was I either got 32 or 39 was my, what I ended up with, which I was like, all right, I was awesome. Yeah, no, I was happy with it. It was was a good fun thing that kind of like you're talking about, like you never done a marathon, but it's a cool goal to have. So we did this fun competition. Then I wrote my, wrote my check to charity. Like I said, I would, if I didn't get it, but um, yeah, it was fun. It's fun. Didn't hit my goal. Well, short, like either 12 or 18 at that point, really, it doesn't matter. Um, 
but no, no, yeah, the, I mean, the number you got is awesome. And like you said, it was her charity. And if, and if nothing else, you got a little, little stronger for it. So there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What the biggest thing Success. I learned, biggest thing I learned from that is like, uh, the more weight I lose, the easier pull-ups are. So <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly pulling a lot less weight. <laughs> Weird, huh? Strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know on test day, I was like, definitely no shoes. No, you know, just, yeah. Oh yeah. It goes yeah. how it goes. But Hey, uh, how about going back to when you're talking a little bit about like, um, blockchain and crypto and like, you know, a little teaser project that you're, you're working up. And then also where you don't know where those relationships go. And it's just been a strange thing somewhat lately, not strange, but a very cool thing to look back to when we met, which, you know, like we didn't do business together for a long time. It wasn't that we just met, we had some common interests and we would uh, mm-hmm. talk ideas and, and, you know, just had that, that type of, you know, friendship of like, cool, that's awesome. You know, whatever. And now forward to where we've done projects together, where we, you know, are always like uh, bouncing ideas off each other and stuff to where without me, you, not a direct connection, but from people that you've somewhat connected or, you know, connect me to now it's a different type projects, you know, or mm-hmm. people are talking about, and now I've done doing actual business with people that you didn't even directly connect me with. And I didn't even know it was connected to you until we're like, yeah. it clicks one day where I'll sit and go, wait, this is a loose connection <laughs> back to Ryan through the podcast, through 10 different things. And now we're doing deals together with that. Uh, now, so the networks all kind of eventually merge, you know, without, brilliant effort just through, again, just being out there doing the things. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear who you're talking about. Maybe you can tell me later or you tell me now. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It does. Um, yeah. I don't want to jinx. I don't want to jinx anybody for their, uh, the deal closes. Okay, we'll, you know, t- we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk where we stop recording. Yeah. 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 Um, they have the great, uh, I think you think, you know, they have the awesome deal. You graduated with them, I believe. Oh, um, in, uh, in PB. PB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I'll, I can, I can say after next week, can't be jinxing their shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to knock on wood because yeah, that, yeah, that was exactly. that's a that's a that's a big deal. Um, it's a big project, but that's awesome for them. Um, yeah, it's cool that you guys can connect and help them out, and I think you'll I think you'll do well with that one. Oh, dude, they're yeah, they're gonna do great, and they're just cool people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's been nice too. Um, but again, back to that wasn't even where I was going with that one. That's how sidetracked I get, but the crypto part and stuff, you know, like, again, you know, your good friend that you're talking about, Brad, that's what I was looking to Brad Hilton and, yeah. and actually their episode just released this past week, I think, but Brad and Audrey, like we're going to a hockey game tonight with a group of people, Brad and Audrey and a nice. pilot friend of mine and stuff, but kind of the same thing. It's weird because again, network to that was through real estate connections. But yeah. then when I started, you know, once my eyes open to like, all right, Hey, I have the bandwidth to try to understand more about really the kind of what can be used with crypto, you know, not just crypto, but the blockchain, everything with blockchain that I just mm-hmm. hadn't had the time. And then it's like, here's Brad, like, Oh dude, I'm super into that. And then it's yeah. like, okay, cool. So now it's kind of the same thing. Uh, those, all those networks that are from one thing, just merging into something else. And I'm learning so much. It's, it's pretty, I'm pretty stoked. It's pretty cool. I, I think the reason like we continue to just kind of see that trend is because you're putting a lot of like-minded people, in the same room or the same, you know, chat rooms. And it's, I think the reason like real estate has brought a lot of people together because it's a sound investment vehicle, right? But it's not the only investment vehicle that's out there. There's a bunch of different asset classes that, I mean, you're in real estate because you want, you want to get access to 
the return potential and um, the stability of it and that you can understand it and it's tangible and there's like, there's aspects to it that you like. So the reason I think you're starting to make these connections and I'm starting to make connections with other people who are thinking the same way about future of investing. And it's not like, I mean, I always advertise, I think you should have a diverse portfolio in any investment you do, like have some in stocks, have some in real estate, take a portion of what you basically want to risk on some more of those upside that are you know, a little riskier. And right. for me right now, it's crypto. It's like you said, blockchain technologies. A lot of these are like keywords that get thrown out in right. tabloids and media. Like there's, there's reports all the time, but they're kind of reporting on the same deals that are going down mm-hmm. in the metaverse. As you like, as you read about it more, you'll see a lot of the same trends. Um, but there's a lot of hype on there right now. And it's, right. you, you wouldn't be doing You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't look into it and see how right. it's appropriate for you and, and what capacity. And it's, it's funny we mentioned that because um, NFTs is a big you know thing right now, and there's these collections and artists that are releasing them. And Board Ape Yacht Club is a, one of the biggest well-known ones. But I have a friend who is uh, at Team Five with me, and he's actually uh, doing his Olmstead scholarship down in Columbia right now. But he posted on one of his social media things that he just bought this one NFT, and I texted him. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool, man! Um, we should." connect because you know i'm looking into this stuff as well and have been and we i actually remember talking to him a few years ago about it um, when we were both just in crypto right. and uh, it kind of you know re-sparked this connection of again being like-minded on an investment strategy so now we're sharing ideas on that this is not like investment advice a podcast you know like yeah. I, this is just my own thoughts type of thing but i do think there's a lot of room uh, to grow in there because it's so new you're, you're obviously taking a higher risk and not every project's going to be successful. So do your vetting and understand the space before you throw any type of large sum at it. But you look at like where web two to web three has grown. And the fact that the new generations have grown up with cell phones in their hands. Like, you know, my two-year-old niece has knows how to work an iPad, knows how to get her favorite show up. So the, like the technologies that we're dealing with now and the older generations are that scare them, the newer generations, it's second nature. Right. So when we throw a term, the terms that you have to explain to someone what an NFT is, non-fungible token, to someone else who plays uh, Fortnite and has bought a player skin, that's very second nature to them. Right. So it's like, now I can own this and I can sell it on a secondary marketplace. Done. I'll just set up my e-wall. Just explaining that to my dad's like, no. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm retired. I'm not worried about that type of stuff. <laughs> and that's where, that's where we are, right? We're moving yeah. forward in that. So you kind of have to see the wave that is already here and is coming and knowing how, just how I'm kind of going on a rant right now about this stuff, but, um, the working class is moving out in the newer generations coming in and taking their place and what they know and what they want to invest in and how they want the world to be run is a lot of these technologies that are kind of breaking through the surface right now. Right. So that's kind of where my head is at. And, you know, I'll continue to invest in real estate because I can see that and I can hold that. And I, and I understand that model, but I am, I, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't look into this newer stuff as well. I think that's why I finally, you know, have that bandwidth, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. it's like, let me grow on what I already know, you know, let me expand on that and let me learn more and, and make sure that if I ever had to fall back to it, if I have to do more of it, if I have to, you know, or, but I, you, it almost becomes more, I don't want to say autopilot, but it becomes more of an autopilot. The more you understand, say on the real estate side. Right. So yeah. have my base covered, like, you know, 
making that where like, Hey dude, I'm good. You know, I, I, I will be fine. Like maybe I'm not flying jets or something, but I'll be fine. Then also just having the, the more knowledge and the more experience then the ability to look at say deals more quickly and just kind of like some eliminate it right off the bat. So I don't have to go research as much like, no, that I don't, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. I don't feel that. So in the real estate side, we're going, all right, well, here's a couple that look decent. Now I can do my, you know, dig in a little bit. Cool. We've got that. So getting just to that point allowed me to have more bandwidth to now like, cool, let me learn the next thing. And really economy, you know, the economy, it's all, the basics are the same, right? So now learning, yeah. that's why I'm excited about some of these things like the project you're talking about and what some of these other people that I've been, you know, connecting and learning from is looking not like a whatever uh, crypto, you know, whatever coin, like Bitcoin. Okay, cool. Yep. Got it. Great. It's killing it. Whatever. But not where are things going to go? But... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. When you're listening, it might flip around. So oh, yeah, right. Don't By the time this, do that. this could air in, air in two weeks and then they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah we're doing great. But, uh, but the type of thing that people like yourself are looking at, like, Hey, what's going to be the next thing? What can you get into that? Uh, the direction it's headed, not the direction it's been. Right. And that, that's what to me is like super exciting because if you can head things off, that's where the real, you know, that's where the growth is, whether you're lucky or whether it's an educated guess or, or yeah. a skill, same as investing, right. If you're getting into something before it's developed, before transportation is coming that way, before, you know, the government, the city or something's building in that area, it's going to blow up for you. Right. So you're getting ahead of it. I feel the same with some of the, uh, you know, listen to you and a couple of the guys like, you know, Josh Emerson and, and who's, you know, head on here too, which just, I was kind of, I felt like I was just like, duh, just like sitting there, like listening, going, I don't even know what questions to ask because, I'm just trying to absorb and learn while he's talking yeah. about it. But yeah, just being in front of what's coming as opposed to behind it, you know, trying to hit yeah. back into it. It's pretty you look at, yeah, like the, the new, the newer stuff always brings exponential growth opportunity. Whereas the proven things, the space is, I don't want to say flooded. There's like, mm -hmm. people are always going to need places to live. There's no right. like physical real estate's obviously not going away. And like, we're not, you know, the, the money doesn't just shift. Uh, like that, there's always going to be opportunity there. Um, but to access that exponential growth opportunity, right. you do have to be on the forefront and one of the early movers on putting yourself in a position to be able to capitalize on those opportunities. Um, because if you don't, in, and all it takes is investing time at first, you don't have to invest mm -hmm. any money to be able to read blogs, watch YouTube channels, um, go through white papers of different projects. Google key terms that you keep seeing, listen to podcasts. There's all these, I mean, the, the access we have to information over the last 20 years is like, no one is ignorant or is not have, does not have the ability to learn more about something. Right. Um, so that's where we're at now. And that's why like, I mean, yes, technology is changing what every 18 months, but there's also like just the, the sharing of information is so readily available that, now, when someone comes out with a project, it can be released in a few months because they can reach the masses that quickly. Right. Whereas when you started a company, you know, hundred years ago, that, that just wasn't the case. It took, took time, a lot more time. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, th there's a lot of terms in this stuff. I talk about when I do talk about this stuff, it's like the bear, what is the barrier to entry in real estate? A lot of it can be capital, right? If you need, if you're buying conventionally, it's 20% down and that can be pretty sizable. We talked about percentage of the population not being able to buy their own home because, or their first primary residence because they can't get in. Whereas the barrier to entry on, I'll just say like blockchain technologies to try to keep it, you know, compartmentalized, but 
it, it's, it's terminology and it's information. And that is not something that can't be overcome. Right. All it, and then eventually, yes, if you want to be invested in it, you have to put money down, but it's right. not the crazy sums of money that it takes to get started in real estate, unless you're in the military and you can utilize the VA loan. But like, that's right. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> well, caveat. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's kind of my two cents on being able to get into it. Right on. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. And there's, and that's something else too. You said, you know, about the barrier to entry, whether it's real estate or anything else too, there's more than one way to do it. Right. And sometimes it, man, I forget if we talked about this off a podcast or on a podcast or whatever, probably but there's, yeah, probably a little bit of both, but man, you just wanting to get into it too. go like uh, tag along with somebody, invest with somebody, go do the work with them and learn from it. And then yeah. there's so many ways to get your foot in the door to do it. But you, you know, people, I feel like sometimes people will like, uh, it's just understood to go spend X amount of time in uh, a school or in college or whatever, but they won't give up some time to spend three or six months working with someone to learn, you know, where you can really learn how to execute and then, then be able to invest, be able to take on that position, whatever the case is. But uh, it's the same thing, right? It really yeah. is the same thing. It's just practical knowledge. So there's always a way. Yeah. It's kind of like flipping. You have to flip your mindset from realizing that like it, people go to college because they think it's like the structured thing to do in, in a lot of senses. And they're working towards a diploma. It's something that at the end of the day, they can hold up, they can put on the resume and in hopes that it gets them the job. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is the same thing that you were talking about is the practical knowledge that you get on a yeah. job is going to be more valuable, especially in today's day and age where things are very specific and they can be very technical. And like to get into real estate, you do need to go on and see how someone accomplishes this deal, sees how they take that down through, you know, step one through a hundred and yeah. be with them for that because it, it can be scary if you try to take it down yourself up front. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that comes to just being having practical knowledge. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very true. All the times that I've talked to you since you started, you know, since you went to Chicago, go back to school, but, you know, I'm always, obviously, you know, I'm always asking you questions, you know, like, Hey, what'd you learn from your deployment? What kind of leaderships, you know, like I, I love learning from people, you know, good and bad of what they would have done different or same. And I always ask you, you know, what kind of stuff you're learning in and you definitely are very appreciative of the classes and stuff. And you tell me there's some cool stuff you're learning and everything, but we probably, our conversations have been 3% tops about what you're learning in the classes, even though like, you know, you're very like happy about it, but then 97% about these cool connections or what it's opened your eyes to with, uh, you know, meeting this person that opened your eyes to this or that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big thing to be said too, with even the education part and something not to be overlooked with people. If you're getting a degree, just to get a degree, like I stopped doing my MBA. Like I was trying to do an MBA while I was still in, because it's just, why not? Because it was mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, use tuition assistance, right? Use any, any bit of government money you use is like a raise, right? That's how I looked at it. So I was working on my MBA and I kind of realized like, man, most of this stuff, don't get me wrong. Like this is going to sound stupid, but like most of the stuff you already knew from spending the time doing different leadership tasks and stuff, it was just mm -hmm. putting names to it. And that's, we're talking like that first year of yeah. you know the mba and stuff and then like well crap man i i could keep doing this it was a little tougher because i was overseas so i had to do online which to me i'm like man i'm missing all the benefits mm -hmm. of the mba because realistically it'd be it's not going to be 
the textbook stuff we're learning, it would have been sitting to people doing these groups, doing projects together and that network building. And that's when I realized that I wouldn't finish it online, you know, and I yeah. looked at, and I think that's one of those things that are just, um, man, it's just night and day, the difference. So, you know, just that connections and the stuff that you build from that. Yeah. There's, there's kind of like two different types of classes that at least the, how booth structures it. There's, there's the very technical quantitative classes that do take a lot of time. And it, it I mean, you do have to put a lot of effort in it. And then there's mm-hmm. the, like the leadership and the management style discussion theory based uh, classes. And granted it's only been one quarter, but just with a military background and the military experience you have in, in any leadership capacity, like junior officer for me, but anyone who's worked in that environment, like that is not replicable in the corporate world. When like I'm sitting next to my classmates who maybe have been out of school for five or six years now, but the largest team that they might've led is two, uh, you know, two analysts, three analysts. And, and, and that's not taking anyone that what they, they, they took a job and they had to be the analysts. And then they just, you know, went to the associate level and now they're managing a few people, but you don't get that 20, 25, you know, platoon size, company size, whatever you're coming from. So like, I'm not saying I don't get anything out of the the leadership type classes, because like you said, you do have now have the ability to put, we call them soft skills, but like the terminology associated with the experiences I've had. Um, so I can, I can articulate that to people right. when I talk in the future. And that's great. That's, that's right, something I sure. can utilize. For me, it is the the quantitative classes and the analytical style classes that I get a lot out of. Right. And not that like I'll reference my financial accounting class. I had an awesome professor. I got a lot out of that class in the sense that like I understand the fundamentals of accounting enough to know how they're incorporated in in corporate business. I'm never going to be a CPA though. I'm not trying to understand it like. The, the, that minutely, but the, gaining the appreciation, the respect for what it means and being able to talk the same language and right. look at a balance sheet or a financial statement enough to understand that even if you're for a self in, investor and you're yeah. trying to evaluate a company to look at what their, you know, their year end product financial statements are that, that can help you in that respect. But yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's one quarter down what I've experienced. I take a, a lot away from the technical classes because it's something I don't have experience in. So that makes perfect sense. And then someone who's coming in, who was just a CPA is probably not going to get as much out as their financial accounting class because you know, they've been doing that. So it's right. probably the same for them on leadership classes though. When yeah. I share a story, they are, they're like, wow, you know, you were somewhere across the world with, you know, you had 15 direct reports, 20 direct reports. That's, that's something that is spirits I have never had. How did you handle this situation type of thing? So you can, you can share ideas and you can still learn a lot from other people's experiences. Sure. Uh, it's just, it's probably less uh, so for those with military experience. Yeah, no, no, that's a, it's really very, very, very true. And I know when you, as soon as you said accounting, you mentioned it to me before and I just like kind of got chills. Cause even when I was in college and took accounting, I was just like, all it did was make me realize uh, one, I never wanted to be an accountant. And then two, the other thing though, that is cool is like, when you see what goes into some of these things and you realize this is absolutely nothing I want to do, it's a lot easier to write that check to an accountant to handle yeah. your stuff with somebody yes. who's good. Cause you realize, I think sometimes we forget when we're, you know, as things checks get bigger and bigger, you forget what that person has been through to be the best at what they're doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's like, okay, you're not just paying for the time it takes them to educate you to give you, you know, this, this 
hey, check it out. You need to structure this and that and to actually figure out how to save you that money. You're also paying for that 10 years of experience that led to that, all the education they had and stuff like that. And man, I have no problem with that now because yeah. I understand that and I understand how valuable it is. No, yeah, especially if you're you know, like running your own, you know, privately owned small business and you have employees and not only is that taking something off your plate so you can focus on what you need to be good at, it's and like what your business model is. Right. Because you can't do it all, right? And right. you would something would drop if you tried to handle the else. But you also like you just mentioned, you respect the fact that this is not something I want to spend time doing because I will not be as good as this person, even right. if I do try to commit to it, because that is their niche. Right. Um, my last class of the semester, we had a uh, the CFO of BP come in and he was this CFO during the oil spill, 2009, 2010, but obviously like very high level billion dollar company, billion dollar industry, major man-made disaster. And we got to ask him some pretty high level questions about from an accounting perspective, but also like a leadership perspective. Like how did you guys internally handle this problem? I mean, it was fascinating in respect to hear about this major disaster and cleanup and not everything that went into it, but also the accounting methods that you had to, like, I would have never thought about, right? Like, it's not right. something I care about. I just know that they threw billions of dollars at trying to clean it up. But yeah, so like kind of ties back into just a cool experience that I got to have and talking to him kind of one-on-one -on -one there at the end too. So that's, that throws another perspective into it too. When you like, uh, when you get overwhelmed, like it, whatever I, I do, I am better about this. I am better about taking a step back. Sometimes if I get overwhelmed with stuff going like, holy crap, you know, there's just too much going on. I've got too much on my plate or I don't understand X, Y, or Z or things all go wrong at the right at, sa at that same time. Now I, I'm more able to take a step back and think of something like that and go, wait, there's people that are like juggling so much more than I am now. And then I also step back and go, and then also five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to conceive juggling what I am now, right. you know? And so I think that if people have to uh, learn, and I think this happens a lot with military people too, is you got to learn to give yourself a little slack. It, that was hard for me to do, you know, learn to be like, ah, you know what? Okay. It's okay that this is hard now because five years ago, I couldn't have conceived being in this position now. And I can't right now conceive of something else and it, you'll get through it. And then you're stronger. And then the next time it won't mean yeah. shit when the same thing happens. Right. Baby steps will get you there though. You know, yeah. if you, if it's, it's like, if you try to look too far down the road and be like, yeah, that's where I want to be, but I, I don't know how to do that job. It's like, well, you're not doing that job right now. You just need to worry about what tomorrow has in store for you. Get a little better at that. And every day you keep chugging along, you'll, you'll be able to handle it when you get there. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I agree. Or fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> nothing wrong with that, dude. Come on. What's what's uh any what's next in store for you? What do you got coming up for like, you know, both the school and some of the, you know, kind of uh like we talked about this timeline. Let's go ahead and throw out some predictions for uh Ryan or uh some interests and then that way we can track that through these uh, podcasts too, and make sure you're on a, a track. So just throw a little extra pressure on you. You're like, shit, I'm going to have, yeah, no, I got, I, got, I got plenty of pressure on me. Now. I've told <laughs> plenty of people about my plans that I'm, I'm stuck to it. Um, let's see from school. I, I start uh, winter classes next Monday. So that'll just kind of take off. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one class. It's a real estate investment class. Uh, so it'll, you know, just another good look at, 
the financial and modeling side of uh, investments in real estate. So that'll be great for me. And then on like the side project is the way I have it broken down is in three different phases. The first phase is basically just me investing my own, my own capital in it and getting the project up, but we've got a good team around it right now. Come March, I think mid March, we're going to have, we're going to open it up to kind of outside investors, a small group. And then June 1st is what we're shooting for to kind of get this, this syndication going. And I guess that's the only teaser I'll put out. I, I won't put out the specifics because we are right. We are putting a website together and a white paper. Um, so I do want, you know, your community, the people that follow you to know about it when the right time comes, but I don't want to put anything out too early just in case it's a, uh, you know, it doesn't live up to it right now, but it will, it yeah. will when we get there. Yeah, I know it will. I know it will, man. I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah, dude. Awesome. So we won't have a name to it now, but we'll just hold you accountable later yeah. on and be like, yep. come on, dude, what's, what's going on? But actually, I'll, on just, I'll just like sneak a podcast you one day and I'll just dial you up and be <laughs> like, Hey dude, start talking. Like, by the way, by the way, you're on, uh, we're recording you now, but dude, man, I'm super stoked, stoked on that one too, because, uh, something we haven't really, we've talked a lot about the connections before and stuff, but, uh, it's come up, came up recently in a conversation too, about investing and kind of with project, like you're talking about, I don't have to totally understand something as well. Like, you know, yeah, I would do due diligence and stuff on, you know, trying to understand the best I can, but also, uh, to me, I invest in people. You know what I mean? More so than anything else. Once you have a relationship, once you have a trust and stuff like that, and you know, people's abilities and stuff, that's the easiest investment for me. It's like, Oh, cool. Like I don't have to know everything. Cause I trust this person. That's another easy investment. Right. Just, and I think that's kind of uh, really when we boil it down, that's what the whole network thing is about anyway. Right. Yeah. People that you already have that in terms of trust, uh, trust with and makes decisions a lot easier. Yeah. I, I did a pitch to a, another potential investor. And I mean, he's always been supportive of me and endeavors and ideas I've had as well. So, um, it was a, it was a friendly chat, but nonetheless, at, at the end of it, he's like, you present well, but it's kind of like these new projects that you're doing in, in a sense, they're kind of like venture, you know, it's like a VC firm, how they yeah. would invest in someone. Right. It, you don't have a proven product yet that anyone can buy into. And so what they're investing in is you and your ability to handle problems and solve those problems and your idea, obviously, as well. Do they believe in the idea? But if you can present that well and you believe it in yourself and that's something that you want to be able to take down, then the sky's the limit on, on, on what people will invest in you because you've, you've proven through your own history. Even if your idea doesn't have a history, you have a history and that's what people are excited about. So... Yeah, see where it goes. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for it, man. And I appreciate your time. I know it's a little bit later over there. Uh, all good. All good. Yeah, man. Well, we will definitely catch up with you again soon. Well, I'll be talking to you next week as we're wrapping up our project and everything, but we'll we'll hit you up on uh, another podcast episode before too long so we get your official uh, fifth one, you know, okay. uh, in the books. But appreciate you taking the time and uh, yeah, sharing what you learned with us and any good advice before we go? No, I think I threw it all out there, at least what I got right now. Um, it's always good talking to you, though. So thanks for having me for, like you said, the fourth time. And uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Awesome, man. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Yep. See ya. If you could use an inexpensive and super convenient healthcare option, I definitely recommend checking out Skill Mills Telehealth. For me, when I did the research, it turned out that their program worked well as a supplement to VA Medical. So that's the route I went. If you go to their website for the information, skillmail.com, that's S-K-I-L-L, 
M-I-L.com. Go to the top, click on the telehealth button. It'll take you to another page with the information on all their programs. Super easy, super easy to sign up. If you click on the get started button, fill in a little bit of basic info. You could even use your referral code expertish podcast in the drop down. And then from there, they'll take care of you and you're all set. Definitely highly recommend checking that out.